In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, four handpicked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Amy. And I'm Erin. And this is episode number 11, Second Time's a Charm. Yeah. Because you know what? Sometimes sequels are better than the original. Yeah, they are. Can you even imagine? I mean, we've got proof of that yeah. in our episode. We have a lot of proof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hence, Second Time's hence, a Charm. The yeah. second time's you thought it was the third time. Nope. Nope. But, you know, we kind of push on the theme, too. I know. Well, we like to do that. Yeah, we do. You're not going to hold us into a box. (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) work. Even when we set our own themes, we (laughs) were like, no, I won't play by your rules. (laughs) Good try, Aaron. (laughs) We defy even our own authority at all times. Always. Always. (laughs) Always. So, in the spirit of things that you wish there was more of, Mm because that's kind of what a sequel is. It really is. Give me more. I need more information. And sometimes, you know, Hollywood, for example, takes it too far. There's like seven or eight or nine of whatever. Yeah. Fast and Furious. I was just thinking that, in fact. (laughs) Because I was reading the Entertainment Weekly Summer Movie Preview. Oh. And there's apparently a spinoff with Dwayne, uh, The Rock and uh, Jason Statham. I have no idea who those characters are. I had to start reading it to realize it was a spinoff. Of a a franchise that's already had like 10 movies. Come on. Anyway, that may be a case. That's what they were doing. They were tricking you because they're like, we can't possibly put out number 11. (laughs) So we're just going to pretend this is a new thing and call it the first Start a whole new thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. Well, in, you know. So in that idea, Mm -hmm. is there like a movie, a TV show, a Mm. book that you wish that there was a sequel to or that you wanted more of? You know, just like in our previous conversation, where we said we defy our own rules. Oh, do it. Amy. I'm going to defy this question. I I'm going to turn it around on you. 
And oh. I'm going to say there's a situation where there's going to be a book sequel and I don't want it to happen. Oh. And you know what it is? What? A sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. Mm. It's coming from Margaret Atwood. Listen. I love Margaret Atwood. Mm-hmm. I love The Handmaid's Tale. I refuse to watch the show because I love the book so much. Yeah. I don't want a sequel. I, I just have that. a fear it's not going to live up to it. Yeah. And I'm still going to read it and I may end up hate reading it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. girding myself up for the disappointment. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like what you did there with the question. <laughs> See, this is why it's good that you're not, that you're not held down by rules. That's right. Yeah. That's what, what about you, Aaron? Is there something you do want a sequel of? Or are you going to turn it around too? Yeah. There's a couple of things that I could say for this that I would like, you know, you get done with something and you're like, Oh, I could mm-hmm. totally read more of that. Uh, one is a TV show called trial and error. Mm. And there was actually a second season, but I don't think, I don't believe that there's going to be a third one, but I could watch so many seasons of that show. It was hilarious. It has John Lithgow, um, so a bunch of other people in it, but basically the whole idea is this guy is a lawyer that gets sent to this crazy town, sm- very small town, um, that is living by like laws from like the 1900s when they were written on the books. Like they just don't change them. Like when there's a lady driver, someone has to run in front of them and say, lady driver. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. It's a comedy. It's a half-hour comedy. So he gets sent there to do this whole trial, and the courtroom is as backwards as the town is. So as a you know trained professional, he's constantly... And they do it kind of like The Office, where they do interviews with the characters, like they're breaking... Like it's a documentary about this lawyer. So, I mean, so many great cutaways of his face. There's so many wonderful cameos in it. Mm -hmm. And it just... I could use more of it, to be honest. But it was it was canceled. I think it was after the second season. Oh. The second season was a uh, took kind of a turn because they finished the whole first trial. Okay. So then they had to like, oh, what do we do now? Yeah, yeah. we didn't really think this was going to get picked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Our oh, success oh. has been our undoing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. it's it's wonderful. Okay, yeah. nice. So, well, you know, thinking about like other things we would want sequels to, or maybe revisiting mm-hmm. years later. Okay. Is there a fashion trend mm. you would want to bring back from the past? Maybe have a redo? Because, you know, we're starting to see Ooh. some things yeah. redone. Yeah. What do you want to see? Man, that's a toughie because there's some stuff that should stay. It really is. Where it is. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, I'm going to combine this. Okay. One, scrunchies are back so they i don't are. even have to wish for that mm-hmm. but i'm i'm a fan sure they don't hurt your hair yeah. when you pull them back they do they're gentle they are gentle yeah. so i can get on board with that uh the other thing that i can get on board with is some neon colors Ooh, some weird geometric patterns <laughs> with a lot of neon colors i feel like i didn't take enough advantage of that that's a good point when i was in that era yeah so yeah i could i could give up the Zeke Cavaricis and stuff, mm. but man, those geometric patterns with that, you know, neon shirts. What if you paired the neon shirts with some acid wash jeans? Well, I Boom. mean, that's just a date night outfit right there. <laughs> <laughs> Graduation, here I come. <laughs> so my kids are going to love me. Ooh. Yeah. How about you? What's a fashion trend you would bring back? You know, really none of them. Okay. Let's be All honest. Right, but I am following this account on Instagram where it's like, I, and I always forget the name of it. It's something like fashion trends or, or something about fashion of the past. And every once in a while, it brings up or it shows old commercials oh. of like Z Cavaricci jeans uh-huh. 
or recently they've been airing a bunch of commercials with Cindy Crawford and like Pantene shampoo or something. <laughs> it is a gold mine. Oh. It also reminded me of when we were thinking of the name of this episode, we <gasps> dove deep into old commercials. We did a little bit. Thinking about toying with the idea of double the pleasure. Double your fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we discovered the Doublement Twins commercial from the so 80s. Long. Which is now playing on repeat in my head. Yeah. And we both said that as we watched it, just primal memory started yes. coming back. I was like, like they've all got the, the dogs. They're getting yep. the ice cream. The guys are going to be right there. I was on it. I was like, this is my jam. We'll say, rewatching it, it's problematic on a lot of levels. Oh, yeah. It did not age well. <laughs> Put that mm-hmm. one in the vault and throw away the key. Yep. But, you know, just for giggles, we might give you the link. I shouldn't even say that it didn't age well because I'm not sure even when that with that that was oh, appropriate no. even when it was I don't think you know so. all those creepy guys on the bridge being like oh two ladies getting ice cream cones two twins double what? my pleasure double yeah. my fun right it takes on Super a very gross. weird connotation and also, yeah why 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 would you do that for a gum commercial yeah I didn't make me want gum nope in fact it made me want ice cream if we're getting down to it. <laughs> It also made me want to go to the pier and just watch out for creepy guys trying to hit on twins. Eating and ice cream. or a seafoam green sleeveless sweater. Oh, yes. <laughs> that. Bringing it back. The trend that we want to bring back. <laughs> that I can carry with a white Yorkie and white pants. <laughs> really, now we have to link to this so people can enjoy Yeah, this. you really do need to. Yeah. If you didn't grow up in the 80s, you may not have any idea what we're talking about. We're going to show you something yeah. special. Enjoy. People. Enjoy. Yeah. You're welcome. You're That's welcome. a gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. When you're in your car and you're singing that song, you think of us. <laughs> da, 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 da. Is that something we can afford? Can we afford that song? <laughs> That's a really good question. I mean, I feel like is Doublemint still exists, right? I think so. Okay. Sorry, Doublemint. I don't clearly enjoy your product, but... <laughs> if you want to sponsor our show, we'll enjoy sure. your product. Yeah. But as long as we can rerun the commercial from the Over 80s, and over and over. Song. Yeah. And mercilessly make fun of it <laughs> analyze take a whole episode to take down that song done. and the ad oh done yeah sort of half did it now <laughs> you just got a preview see doublement sign on be our sponsor you know what's in store never a better pitch <laughs> in all the land oh oh boy i feel like maybe your um fiction pick is is the only way to get out of this <laughs> double mint hole <laughs> Of all the holes that you can get in or out of, the doublement one is the, it's a tough the way to go. Yeah. All right. I will. I'll try. Okay. I'll try. All right. Do it. So, you do your best. Along the lines of our theme, mm-hmm. sequels better than the originals, mm-hmm. I have a fiction pick called The Queen of the Turling series Ooh. by Erica Johansson. Oh. This is a fantasy series. Okay. There are three books, all excellent, but the second book is really my favorite. Why I chose it for the theme. Look at you. So, briefly, the mm-hmm. story is this. Kelsey is a young woman who's been hidden away her whole life. Oh. The first book starts with a royal guard that's come to fetch her and bring her to her rightful place as heir of this land's throne. Wow. The world we're in looks a lot like ancient feudal times. So think like Game of Thrones. Think okay. of Middle Earth. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The current ruler is a real bad dude. He's her uncle. And he's trying to get her killed so he can keep hiring prostitutes and selling the country's children as slaves to the neighboring country, who is ruled by a mad queen. Okay. 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 That's a jerk move. Sure. All right. So the first book is Kelsey trying to come to terms with her lineage and like take over and, you know, really get back into where she should be. Okay. 
But by the end of the first book, we start to realize, wait a second, this isn't some past. This is some magical version. It's actually our future, like our world in the future, oh. a long way in the future. So the second book, The Invasion of the Turley, we're introduced to a new character. It's a woman that's in New York City, maybe just a few decades from now. And our worlds become insanely rich and desperately poor. The gap between the have and have nots is wider than it's ever been. Okay. The government is authoritarian. There's secret police. There's laws that protect men and dehumanize women. Imagine that. That's weird. Cameras in every house so husbands can monitor their wives. So it's like 1984 and other dystopian novels to like this feminist steroid level. Wow. Right. Okay. Even better, though, this isn't just some separate story. Kelsey, the one that's trying to come to terms with who she is and her lineage, she's somehow connected to this woman. So she keeps going into these sort of fugue states where she's like living that woman's story. Oh. All this is going down while the Mad Queen over there is invading. Stuff's going down. I love a Mad Queen. Can I just say that? Right? I love a Mad Queen. You can't go wrong with a Mad it's Queen. the only reason I love Alice in Wonderland. I dig that <laughs> Mad Queen. I'm not even going to lie. I do. She's just getting it. Screw Off Alice. Her heads. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> well, you know what? Then you're going to like the third book of this series because oh. it goes into the Mad Queen. Oh, well, see, I'm already mm. in. I was already in at book one, but now I'm really. Now you're really. Just yeah. to get to there. Yeah. So, so many times I think, and one reason we chose this theme is a sequel just sort of rehashes the mm -hmm. first book or the first yes. movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, a good sequel, though, I think it adds something to the story. Um, it can help us view the first story in new and exciting ways. And this book does that. It doesn't take away mm -hmm. from the first book at all. It just expands it. It deepens it. It uh, makes you care about these characters even more. More of why this is a good read. Yes, it's about a young woman, but it's not like a young adult thing, which I came to find out in researching for this uh, episode. I came to this a little after it was published, maybe a few years after. Apparently, when it came out, it was marketed as like the new Hunger Games or like oh. a female Game of Thrones. It's not any of those things. Okay. So I don't know like how it did, if it uh, suffered under those sort of, you know marketing yeah, things, whatever. Sure. It's not any of that. So don't go in expecting that. Okay. Or you're going to get disappointed. It really fuses genres and styles. Like I said, there's this fantasy element. There's this sci-fi. It's got oh. a little bit of everything yeah. for everyone. The, um, you know, it's, I think it's great for people who love fantasy, who really get into that stuff. But even if you're just sort of open to the idea okay. of fantasy, right. I think this is a great way to get into it. And okay. in fact, if you're going to try it, just get all three books at once. Because you're you're gonna tear through it. You're just gonna need to, you're keep gonna going. need to keep going. And you don't want to be there at like midnight when you're like, ah, right. I need the next one. I mean, and you don't want to have to pay Amazon to deliver it the next day. Yeah. Or you know, sometimes on the Kindle, you yeah. feel like, no, I want to hold the book. So exactly. Yeah. I got you. So just do it all. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Queen of the Turling. Boom. I'm in. Okay. What do you got, Erin? Uh, okay. My fiction pick is called The Child mm. by Fiona Barton. It was published in June of 2017. So um, this is a sequel in the sense that she takes one of the characters from her first book and then expands it more in the second. So her first book, The Widow, uh, takes on a crime case from the viewpoint of the wife that's left after her husband is arrested. Um, so it's her, that whole first book is like an interesting game of who knows what and who's denying what, you know, you're really questioning where the wife's mental state is or how much she knew, was she complicit, that type of thing. So we're introduced to this journalist, Kate Waters, um, who is doing a news story on it, but isn't like the main character in the book. So in the second book, the jumping off point for the child is that Kate Waters sees um, a tiny paragraph in the newspaper actually that she works for about an infant's um, skeleton being found. 
on someone's property. And it was just like, basically, we have no other information, you know, so it was like a paragraph blurb. And something about it really spoke to her. So she decides, I'm going to investigate this. So the whole rest of the book is Kate Waters figuring out this story, putting all the characters together. Um, essentially, it's a psychological thriller at its best. But it is uh, I, that genre to me can get flooded sometimes and become almost formulaic in Mm -hmm. a way, kind of like romance can be. So I'm always looking for something that is, that fits that, but is totally different or throws me, you know, into a totally different direction or has really well-developed characters because Mm -hmm. that's sometimes overlooked. Oftentimes I feel like in that genre, they rely on certain stereotypes of people to propel the story. Definitely. Yeah. And so this, this, I just, I love the idea of taking this one character, moving it into the next book, exploring her more. There's so much of the story. The reason that she's propelled forward is not just to find the answer, but also of what's going on in her own personal life, which is, you know, really helps you develop an empathy for her character mm-hmm. and really want to follow her as much as you do the story. Um, and Fiona Barton actually herself had a 30 year career in news journalism. Wow. So that's kind of where the yeah. inspiration came from. Um, she said she did the same thing when she was a journalist, she would collect little snippets and think about them. And so this is kind of what she's done, the character like and wish how she's, fulfillment or yeah, something. Yeah. And wow. she said she had no idea that the first book was going to be as, like successful as it was. So when she says in the beginning of the second, like in her um, interviews and in the inside the book, you know, I, I can't believe I'm writing a second, but here it is. is Like this is another story I wanted to tell. So that's fun. Um, She has this quote that says she thinks that these things are irresistible because secrets expose the suspicion and fear we have about how little we really know other people. So I'm like, yeah, that is what it is. Right. It's just so um, irresistible. So I, it was great. I mean, it propels you forward. It's not a sequel in the sense that you would have to read the first one, although it is referenced a few times. Okay. So, so if, it would enrich the experience. It would, yes, yeah. I would say. And she did just release another, a third book, um, which I haven't read yet, but that just recently came out. Um, so she's continuing to write more. So I think it's a series you can, you know, get into. I don't, it's not, uh, marketed as a series in the sense that they don't all go like in a linear, you know, that's really cool fashion. though, taking the sort of connections from the previous. Yeah. And yeah. It, I love that idea. And mm-hmm. it's so, you know, you didn't really know her that well, but then, you know, generally in that genre too, it seems like they, they stick with one character, you know, they mm-hmm. create a, a detective or a, you know, hardened PI or something. And right. then that's the main character through all of them, but it's, it's fun to branch out and get other people's yeah. perspectives. So it was, it's a great book. Um, it, the story obviously is going to propel you forward. So I think it's a quick read. Um, it's great for, you know, true crime enthusiasts. You're going to like the psychological thriller part. It's got some twisty elements. Um, I'll say right up front, I'm the type of person that can't read a lot about kids, you know, dying. Um, I struggle with that. That's a trigger for me. I usually put the book down. Mm -hmm. So I will say that none of that is a trigger. And it's not like the main, obviously it's the main focal point. They're trying to figure it out, but they don't spend a lot of time on that, that you're like heart wrenchingly like, Oh, I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, deal Mm -hmm. with this. So don't worry if that's a trigger for you. It's not that type. You're just going to want to know what the hell happened. 
Excellent. Yeah. So she was a 30-year veteran of journalism. Yes. Did she start writing fiction after that? Then? Yes. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Her interviews are really interesting. They're fun to read her, the way what she thinks about it, why she got into that genre, kind of how she decides to move the story along, what characters she puts in there. And according to her, she writes really fast because it just comes, which I could see. In As a, a journalist, you're used to just pumping, pumping it, out, it out, get yep. that story out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I loved both of them. So I'm really excited to read the third one. She's a lot of fun. I love stories too of authors that have their first books after, you know, their twenties, their thirties, yeah. like, you know, people that are, yeah, that, ju- yeah. And that she was so genuinely touched that yes. it was such a success and she was so excited and happy to have the opportunity to write another one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Also, I, she's, her, her name's Fiona. Yeah. Which podcast it ignored me when I said it. I thought that was going to garner me some I thought it was too, relationship points. But she is either really she, acting like she's ignoring us or she's asleep. She's absolutely refused to make eye contact with me today. She has. So I feel like she's mad at me and I don't know exactly what I did. I think part of it is we took last week off from yeah. recording. Yeah. So she either A, thought you weren't coming back and was sad or B, thought you weren't coming back and was glad. Yeah. I, that I think is probably it. I was going dark and being like, I'm not falling for her basement murder scheme. So I thought maybe she was offended, but that's never going to happen. So that's true. Have we described how Podcat is trying to get you into the basement? And no, murder you? Oh. no. Hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. So Podcat is constantly trying to lure me into yes. the basement. She's never acted like she's interested in the basement <laughs> until I'm here. And then the, she meows until the doors open and then stares at me. And I know she wants to push me down the stairs. And let's be honest, the our studio is in my house and mm-hmm. my basement is murdery. It is. It for, already got has a murdery vibe. It really does. I don't think we need to add an actual nope. murder to the murdery you vibe. Know, any unfinished basement of a hundred year old house is going to get have that vibe. Yeah. And she is fully taking advantage of that. I don't know if she totally understands physics, how she thinks her little <laughs> kitty paws are going to push me down the stairs, but... I don't know if it, she just thinks she's going to do that trick, like in between the legs and I tumble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what she doesn't know is I am experienced at falling down the stairs. So You are indeed. So it wouldn't take a lot. Really. No, and I'll probably survive. So you, you need to come up will. with a different plan. Yeah. You yeah. need to really think about this murder mm-hmm. that you're plotting. Yeah. Especially because Aaron reads a lot of true crime. She knows all the tricks. Yeah, that's why I'm not going in the basement yeah. podcast. Oh, there's something down there you wanted me to see? Mm-hmm. Bring it up. <laughs> Bring it up here. To the daylight, and I will happily look. <laughs> Just blissfully unaware that we're talking you know, about yeah. her. A few years ago, when my brother and sister-in-law got married, they mm-hmm. gave me a book that says, so your cat is plotting to kill you. Oh. So they even knew. They then. knew. But she's not plotting to kill you. She's plotting to kill me. That's true. At that point, I think she was plotting to kill me because oh. there was another cat and he was getting a lot of the attention because oh. he was sick. So she oh. was probably like, seriously, what is happening? Now that it's just me and her, she's, okay she's focusing oh, on yeah. you. Don't come in and ruin this dynamic I mm. worked so hard for. <laughs> like I finally got rid of the other one and yeah. now you're coming in? No, what is going on? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, podcast. Whew. Sort of. Ooh, don't yeah. look at me. <laughs> wow. It's a good thing she's deaf too and she can't really hear us. <laughs> Then that makes the whole murdery basement seem like she just needs help. <laughs> I just need help. That's all. I'm not trying to I'm kill not trying you. to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> she is, though. Don't. She is, for don't sure. Don't fall for that trick. No, no. Okay. So what about your other Ooh. genre pick? Yes. Sequels. Well, guess what? Oh. I am revisiting something I briefly mentioned in one of our extras, <gasps> which, by the way, if you haven't listened to, you can listen to them wherever yeah. you get your podcasts, but also at our website. Yeah. And they're... 
They're so much solid fun. gold. Solid gold is the word for it. Yeah. If we had a solid gold record, I'd hang it on the wall. Also, maybe that's another thing to bring back. Solid gold. The it solid gold is. dancers. Yes. Mm. That fashion, all of it. I bring am on it back. board. That on could board. be on our network show. Remember, we're creating oh, yeah, yeah, a network. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On, on B&B TV. Yeah. Solid gold dancers. You're in, guys. Dust off the shoes. Let's go. Yeah. I don't care if you're Those in your 70s. Back. Bring it back. <laughs> It's like a whole different show. It's like Golden Girls mixed with solid gold. That sounds like a winner to me. Boom. Done. Make them all live in a house together and it gets a, you know, reality show too. Oh, and then we're hitting kind of that real world vibe. Oh, this is fantastic. God, every time we come up with some killer idea. Why are, why does someone not give us our own network? It's angering, really. Yeah. We'll just keep pumping out ideas until someone does. Anyway. So look. So like I said, in one of our extras, I mentioned, Aaron asked me a question about, you know, a book that everyone should read. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and just picked a choice that had 10 books in there because I was yeah, just, I got it. aggressive. Mm-hmm. So since we're talking about sequels that are better than their originals, I actually picked that series, Why uh-huh. the Last Man? Because as you keep get it going in, it gets better and better and better. Mm-mm-mm. So let me tell you a little bit about this series. Do. It's by Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. This is a series of graphic novels slash comic books. Started in 2002, 60-some total issues collected into 10 pretty slim volumes. The story is this. Yorick Brown is the last surviving human with a Y chromosome, along with his capuchin monkey. Is that how you pronounce it? You're asking me. That was was directed at me. (laughs) Is there into someone back? Okay. Yep. That's how you say it. it? Yep. Yep. His name is Ampersand, the monkey. Oh, (laughs) So there's been a mysterious plague that all of a sudden, all at once, kind of in gory fashion, kills every male mammal on Earth, except Yorick and Ampersand. So the Earth kind of grinds to a halt at first because everything's been run by men, Mm. pretty much, for better or worse, Mm -hmm. mostly worse. Um, Power goes out, transportation stops, news and internet are gone, at least at first. So now the women take over. Mm Mm-hmm. Many of them are grieving. They're looking for revenge. Some of them are seeking a cure. Some of them are ready to take power however they can. Some of them lose their freaking minds and create an Amazonian women cult where they lop off their breasts so they can use bow and arrows better. Seems extreme. Yeah. Some of them... Just wear a sports bra. Those things are very, (laughs) very, very constricting. Not enough for a cult. All right. Come on, Aaron. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Some of them are focused on procreation. They want York's seed. York, you probably need to run. <laughs> I don't know how this, where this is going, but... Doesn't sound good, does no, it? No. Uh-uh. So York partners up with a research scientist to find out what happened and to look into the issue of what happens next. It's an amazing ride. Um, complicated characters and stories start to finish really just incredible. And because it's a graphic novel, it's told beautifully through all these, you know, wonderful, uh, through all this wonderful art. But I really like it once it gets past the first few issues, the first collected volume. It starts really digging into the reality of a world that's broken and what happens to all the individual people, to the world itself. I think um, it's a fast read. Mm. Perfect for a rainy afternoon. You want to just dive into some plague? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing says plague to me like a rainy afternoon. That's right. Uh-huh. And a tip, order them all at once, like I said, for the other one, Smart. because you don't want to have to wait the agonizing wait of each cliffhanger, because each issue ends in a cliffhanger. Oh, gosh. Get this fun fact. 
it's been commissioned as a series on <gasps> FX oh. for 2020, starring Broads and Books favorite Amber Tamblin. What? And others, including Diane Lane and Lashana Lynch from Captain Marvel and many more. Wow. And I think Brian K. Vaughn, who is the uh, the writer of the series, he's deeply involved in this. He's done a number of series himself. Promises to be real good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So you're excited for the, the I am, that version. Yeah. Okay. You know, we'll see how it works. Right. Yeah. It's always that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. a future episode coming where we talk about what's better, books or movies, yeah. shows, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it turns out. But okay. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Especially Amber Tamlin. Yeah. We know we love her. Yeah. That's good. That's she won't be sign good. on to just anything. No. This has got to be real good. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some some promise, I'd say. For sure. Yes. Well, then we probably better get to reading so that we can be caught up before that comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. do okay. it. So you have a year. I've given you advance <sighs> warning. Right. Maybe less than a year. Really just start now. Yeah, just, just, just go out and buy them. Yeah. Yep, right. Them Immediately. Yes, I agree. Well, in a weird, you know, we're always on the same oh, wavelength. God, we are. I also picked a sequel of something I mentioned in an extra. What so, in the what? I know, right? We can't, we can't. We're so good at this. I don't even know. So Sometimes I surprise myself. Ride or die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so I mentioned in um, one of our uh, gift giving guides about giving a book called uh, People I Want to Punch in the Throat. Yes, you did. Okay. So this author, Jen Mann, uh, followed that book up with a specific novel called Spending the Holidays with People I Want to Punch in the Throat. <laughs> So this is still a collection of humorous essays, but specific to things that happen at the holidays, people you encounter, um, weird things that people do, weird traditions. Um, The first book, you know, was all kind of about suburban life or that kind of really, that was the focus, the different types of maybe moms you meet at school, those types of things. Crafters, she goes, (laughs) that type of stuff. So this one is really focused on the holidays, but... It is so great because it hits all the, I love the holidays and I love this book. They don't, they're not exclusive. You don't have to hate the holidays to like the book. You still hate the holidays and hate all the stuff that goes with it too, which you do, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. certain things about it that I just won't adhere to. And the thing, the way that Jen Mann got me all the way in was the essay on the, with about the uh, elf on the shelf. I remember you talking about this now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I a hundred percent agree with you. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So she really goes after that. Hilarious. I was laughing so hard out loud multiple <laughs> times. So it's really funny. Um, it hits so many feelings that I have. So I think that's why. And I think everyone can relate to that with the holidays. There's always something that you're like, oh my gosh, is that really happening? She's got an essay about it. So mm-hmm. I think one, it's just a great book. Two, it's also a great gift. So yeah. I mean, I know we're not close to the holidays in particular, but I'd read it now. Think ahead. It's hilarious. Yeah. It doesn't even matter because you, you're going to enjoy it no matter what. I mean, no matter if it's holidays or not, you're still always haunted yes. by that elf on the shelf. It makes always. no freaking sense. No. And she specifically goes after the people that like set up those elaborate scenes, you know, for the elf yes. on the shelf. And you're like, why would you do that? Why would you put yourself through that amount of work? It's so much. And you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're do- I have Stop no it. sympathy for you. Stop it. Did you go on Facebook thinking I was going to sympathize with you? Like, oh my nope. gosh, I got to do another Elf on the Shelf scene. First of all, no, you don't. No, you Second don't. of all, no, you don't. <laughs> Third of all, stop. I don't- Stop yourself immediately. So not right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, she's hilarious. It's fantastic. It's a quick read. It's a slim volume, but you'll enjoy it. So as a sequel, I loved people I want to punch in the throat. 
spending the holidays with people I want to punch in the throat. Magic. Again, sounds like solid gold. Solid gold. I'm going to keep mentioning it because I really want this show to happen. <laughs> now I pictured the Golden Girls as solid gold dancers holding a sign, like a picture of our books, like, do, 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 pick these. Do, 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 pick these. Oh, oh, we made up our own theme song already. Oh, man. This it is, is good. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. They can't hear it because it's in our heads, but whoa, yeah. We are dancing. <laughs> I can't left the room, but it's good. <laughs> She's like, you guys are embarrassing yourselves. This is terrible. Yeah. I'm going to go set up the basement. I, think, <laughs> I was going to say, I think she heard all of your stuff about the basement. Yeah. She's really yeah. taking a moment to plan further. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. like, well, I'll change my tactic. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think she was that smart. All right. <laughs> I underestimated the enemy. <laughs> I think podcast and really all the podcast brethren think <laughs> we're... <laughs> <laughs> think that humans are just stupid, stupid creatures. Oh, Which sure do. We kind of are sometimes. Let's I be honest. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying in another life I wouldn't have followed Popcat down the stairs. But at the same time, we don't lick our regions. <laughs> I was like, are you going to, is that a cliffhanger? Are we going to circle back? Let's try to think. I don't want to phrase this. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Well, let's move to pop culture yeah. on that note. I mean, since we've been talking about solid gold and golden girls anyway. Yeah. It's a natural You have transition. to have a good one. I know you do. Oof. Do I? Yeah. You know what I picked? Thor Ragnarok. Of course you did. <laughs> no, of course you <laughs> and did. And I picked it because it's one of the funniest movies that uses its sci-fi superhero stuff to actually serve the comedy. So let me tell you a little bit about okay. this. Because even if you don't know anything about Thor or Marvel movies, you can still get down on this movie. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, Thor, mm-hmm. first off, played by hot Australian man, Chris Hemsworth. A delight to look at. Oh, yes. He is the son of Odin, who is the god of thunder. These are all the things you need to know. Just very brief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thor's uh, brother is Loki. He's a trickster. He's done some bad shit mm. in the past. Haven't we all? So then in this, that's really all you need to know. Mm -hmm. So then in this movie, Thor's running around. He's helping people. He's trading quips with mutant aliens. He's trying not to strangle his brother. Just like everyone, you know? Yeah. When, oh my God, it's revealed they have a sister. Oh. And she is Kate Blanchett in black leather, black hair. And she is straight up crazy. Oh. It is everything you could want and more. She banishes Thor to another planet far away and this is a trash planet <laughs> where all the other planets just basically dump their trash oh okay on this it's ruled by jeff goldblum oh who is dressed as some sort of arcade drag queen kind oh, of thing yeah. Yeah, yeah he runs a gladiator type ring okay so also there is this drunk ex-valkyrie tessa thompson again a delight to look at yeah. love her and everything and the hulk is there wow so the story then becomes how do they all get off this planet save their own planet from evil sister Come for the hot men and women doing their thing. Yeah. Stay for the comedy from the creator of Flight of the Concords. That's who did this. Okay. So it's amazing. Yeah. And they have cool battle scenes scored to Led Zeppelin. I mean, how can you go wrong? Did you really? write this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I watch it so often. So like, this is, I can put this on and just smile. Yeah. I love it. This seems, yeah. It's in Netflix. Stream it now. I just oh. keep it in my queue for whenever I need it. Whenever you need a little mm-hmm. bump. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So there you go, people. Like I said, even if you don't know Marvel movies, 
That's all you need to know. Okay. Get into it. I mean, I think you might have convinced me, and I know nothing about what? Marvel movies. Yeah. Well, you know, a button for me, comedy. Come on. It's really... And a trash planet. <laughs> That's fantastic. And really, just Jeff Goldblum, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. He is killer in this. It's it's pretty much okay. everything you would want. Well, yeah. I'll add it then. I'll put it in my queue. And there's a great sort of 80s look, too, to it. To like, like I said, arcades, the music, everything. Oh, we are on point. We are bringing this full God. circle. We We're going to need to buy the rights to th- Thor Ragnarok and, and just play it on our channel. Oh, on the B&B yeah. TV? Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. I mean, that might be expensive, but... Yeah. Well, it was pie in the sky. Remember, we don't right. have a budget. <laughs> we so. don't have a budget. That's no right. worries there. <laughs> We're just going to come up with the money somewhere. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention, that was actually the third Thor movie. Oh. So I sort of pushed the, you know, theme. But let's be the sequel's not great. Okay. So just skip over that. Right. Go to this one. Go right to that. It's let's just pretend this is the sequel, just basically, pretend. is what we're saying. Exactly. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Again, refer back to the beginning. We make our own rules. Even exactly. when we make the rules, then we, we defy our rules. own rules. <laughs> we can't be held down. <laughs> Not going to hold the broad down. <laughs> Even by the broads. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> um, okay. So my other pick is a little show on Netflix called Narcos Mexico. Oh my, I've heard you talk about this. So this was supposed to be kind of the, so some would say this is season four of Narcos because mm-hmm. the first three seasons um, had to deal with Pablo Escobar and then they kind of went into the Cali cartel because that was related to when Pablo Escobar went down then they mm-hmm. kind of rose to power. So originally this was kind of supposed to be the next you know, segment, or they were going to do more of the Cali cartel, but instead they put this out, Narcos Mexico. And I call it a sequel because it's really its own, like it ends up being kind of its own, its story. Okay. So, and I actually think that it's, I loved, to be fair, the original mm-hmm. Narcos, loved that's it. Great. But I think that this one is almost better. Wow. Yeah. And that's why I picked it because it's, it focuses on the illegal drug trade in Mexico. Um, follows it kind of does the same idea where it follows the DEA agents as well as the cartel, which Narcos does that beautifully because mm-hmm. you catch yourself like rooting for yes. drug cartel for leaders, and you're like, "What am I yeah. doing? No, mm-hmm. you, yes, yes, shoot him! I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I even doubted you. Yes, what am I doing? It's like our haters gonna hate episode. Yeah, yeah. you just are like you catch yourself. So um, it follows both of them. It's based on true story. You know, it's based on fact. Um, obviously, they take some, you know, creative license. Uh, it takes place in Guadalajara. There, I did a deep dive after I finished the whole thing about what was true. And I mean, they stayed pretty close to the the main part of the story. Um, but it is, it's set in the 1980s. So it circles back. Why I love it more is because they really do a good job of showing the main leader's kind of rise to power and the change in him, you know, from where he started to where he ended up, which you can imagine, I mean, you know, you don't come out of the womb, a drug cartel leader. No, but you got to work to it. Yeah. Yeah. But even when he had aspirations to run a drug business, he was more, there was like a kindness to him. Mm -hmm. And then just how that gets removed and how far down he goes. And also it's a great, has so many great moments that tie in with his family. Like some of the decisions he was forced to make that he never would have, that were horrible and ended terribly, but he did to protect someone Hmm. that he deeply loved. So there so many things about that that I thought were gripping. I thought the first ep- series of Narcos was really good just for telling the story and getting you into it. This one almost seemed to speak to me more on a character level. Hmm. Like the D agent that you follow, you really feel like, oh, you know, 
um, compassion for, you really want to, you root for him as just as much and at the same time. And so you can kind of see where it's going from the very first episode and you're just like on the edge of your seat getting through it. Ooh. So they did commission a second season of it okay. too. So if you like it, you won't be, you know, it is all subtitles, which right. you shouldn't, if you watch the first Narcos, you, you know, know. Yeah. but, and I know that that could be some people are like, eh, I'm out, but trust me. Oh no. You don't even notice. Yeah. It is amazing. And it's not as heavy in the subtitles as the Pablo Escobar was mm-hmm. because they do, they speak a lot. I mean, all the DH agents speak in English. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some of that. So it's not like you can't handle it. You can. You can. Of course you can. You can. And it's wonderful. And it's yeah. worth it. It's so good. It's Excellent. so good. I tore through the season. Is there, um, is Diego Luna in it or? Yes. There's, okay. Mm-hmm. I knew there was somebody that mm-hmm. I recognized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does he play the cartel leader? No. Okay. Yes. Yes. He does. He does. Ooh, yeah. I yeah, like yeah. him a lot. Yeah. 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 I was thinking of the other guy that plays the D agent. I lost okay. his name. Okay. So yeah, it's, Ooh. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I watched the first season of regular Narcos, mm-hmm. really liked it. And then I, I think I started the second season and just, just didn't keep going. So I, now I need to get back into it. Yeah. It's yeah. delightful. Mm-hmm. I agree with the subtitles. It's all just so gripping. You mm-hmm. don't even notice. Yeah. It's wonderful. It is. It is great. And it's, it's a story that isn't as well known. I mean, mm-hmm. Pablo Escobar is pretty, you talk about drug or drug trade and where it came from and that's going to come up. But this, this side of it, the illegal drug trade in Mexico, where it started, kind of how, um, there's a lot of information about how the governments were involved because you'll go quite a few times thinking like, well, okay, this is easy to figure out. Like, why aren't we stopping this? So there's a lot of that political interest in Ooh. it. That's very interesting. Um, and it's interesting because when you watch the first Narcos, I feel like you think Pablo Escobar is just straight delusional. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks I'm going to get elected and right. be in government. And that's yep. going to be cool it's with everyone. Fine. And you don't have that in this situation, but you do have someone that's very savvy and knows that he needs to play that angle, but knows that he's not going to be able to come at it straight. You know, I'm not going to get elected, but I do need to maybe grease the palms of some government mm-hmm. officials here. Interesting. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a ride and I enjoyed every second of it. We really had an eighties theme today. We In didn't. addition to the sequels better than know. I know. Yeah, man. So good. Every episode's an adventure. It is. You never know where we're going. You don't. Even we don't know where we're going. No. Nope. No. And sometimes we defy where we're going. Exactly. You know what I just thought of when we were saying that? <laughs> what? <laughs> that part in, it always terrified me when I was little, that part in Willy Wonka when they're in the boat in the tunnel. <laughs> Why? Where what are we going? <laughs> We are not knowing. I don't think that's the song, but it's something <laughs> creepy like that. That I was like, what's happening? That movie was creepy. Like, There's a chocolate river and now they're all going to die. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about the Gene Wilder one. Yes, the, one the Gene Wilder. Yes, yes, yes. It yes. was a creepy, creepy movie. It was so creepy. I never saw the Char- or the uh, Johnny Depp one. Oh, it's worth it. Is it? Yeah. Is it creepy too? It is, but it there's a creepy, but I also felt like he brought out something in Willy Wonka that you expect to be there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I appreciated his interpretation. I was going to say interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that works. Yeah. His take. On Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. Just back out and take an easier word. Nope. I'm going to make one up. His interpretation of Willy Wonka is real good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Huh. So he does a good job as Willy Wonka. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. I note. don't know if we can really get any better than that. He really so can. I think we'll, we'll wrap up. 
Fair this enough. episode. Fair yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a good call. I think we've done what Ball we can. The plug. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, we'll be back next Wednesday and every Wednesday. And in the meantime, head to our website broadsandbooks.com to check out all the recommendations we made in this episode as well as one bonus pick as always each episode we pick one extra pick that's only on our website yeah you can only get it there gotta so, go yeah yeah um in addition mm-hmm. what else is on our website mm-hmm. bonus material you know it and by bonus material i mean bonus episodes as in <laughs> so we're talking <laughs> yeah just extra bonus stuff because <laughs> I'm going to keep to simple words. <laughs> well, we ask each other some questions. We take some we quizzes. Do. We have a gift guide on there. We sure do. So A gift guide for every occasion that's coming up this summer. Yes. You know you're going to need it. Just go there. Go. Listen to Listen it. Listen to it. Wherever thing. you get your podcasts or on the website. That's right. Simple. Speaking of wherever you get your podcasts, mm. you know what you can do while you're listening on what? whatever podcast player you can leave us a review. Oh, that'd be so great. God, that'd be amazing. So great. You know, we've discovered on iTunes, it's so simple. So simple. You just, you know, you click a star, you put in a few words, boom. Other, you know, other players, it's a little more complicated, but I tell you what, it's worth it. Let me ask you this. Do you spend any time on the internet during the day? (laughs) If you do, take 30 (laughs) seconds. I'm asking for 30 seconds. It's possible. I know it is. I know you got it in you. I know you do. I want someone to be like, I spend no time on the internet at <laughs> okay. all during then the day. You go ahead and let me know that you spend no time and I will up your ridiculous idea <laughs> and I will follow you for a day. And if you even touch the internet, you will be forced to do something with the internet for the rest of your life. <laughs> Listen, you've heard episodes where Aaron gets real, yeah. real scary, stalkery, mm-hmm. creepy. I wouldn't test her on this. Don't threaten me so, with hey, a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so as we said, go wherever you're listening to mm-hmm. your podcast. Mm-hmm. Leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Even if you're going on our website, leave us a comment. Send us an email. Yes. We want to hear from we you. We do. We want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Another way that we really want to hear from you. And we've yeah. had some great people that have already we done this. Have, and we love so them. Yes. I mean, love them. Like really love them. Love, love, like, love, love them. love them. Yeah. They're a sister wife. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how much we love them is they have actually given us ideas for future themes. And we are running with it. Yes. You got something you want to hear about? Let us know. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a genre or a type of book, we'll work it into a theme. You bet. You just talk. To, that's what you have to do. You just have to talk, talk to, to us. us. Yep. Just let us know. Just reach out. And you know how you can reach out to us? Mm. Through so many ways. You can find us. You can find our email on our website. That's, that's one. You can also go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're everywhere easy reach out to us send us a message tell us you love us and then give us any ideas you have just pretend we're that weird guy from high school you want to know what's going on with yeah stalk us instead of him (laughs) that may do you a favor too so you don't get in trouble yeah so you accidentally like something when you're stalking him and then be like i like it and then yeah yeah. and trust me that guy isn't worth it no follow us instead Mm -hmm. yeah so much better material so much better yeah yes so i think that's it for us i think it is happy reading I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. 
I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they're coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Cause their despair. Cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D, Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.